0: Welcome, everyone, to Dingy Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Nate, and today we have a bit of an off-schedule podcast. Usually these come out on Thursdays. This is obviously not a Thursday, and yet it is coming out because we've got a time-sensitive interview with the artist Blake Jameson. You'll know him from Project 2020 and Project 70 coming out and his 1951 top set with the cards that look like playing cards that he hand drew himself. Uh, all very cool. We talk a lot about business and, you know, what he does for business, how he got his start, um, you know, if he went to art school or not. Uh, and we talk a lot about Tops' process and the top sets that are coming out. And so I hope you guys all enjoy this. I know it's not necessarily what you're used to, but I think it's all good for us to learn something new and I learned a lot about art and I hope you guys learned something new too maybe business maybe art maybe uh how they make the cards uh whatever it is I think it's good to broaden our horizons and an interview with Blake Jameson does that if you're interested you can also follow him while you're listening to this on Instagram at athlete.portraits on Instagram and his that's his handle and his name is Blake Jameson so sit back and enjoy this interview All right, everybody. I am here with Blake Jameson. He is an artist that has worked on many topp's projects lately, including the nineteen fifty-one set that you probably have seen all over Top's Instagram and Top's website, and did Top's 2020 project cards from last year, did the whole 20 set. Um, if I can be so bold, I like the Ricky Henderson. That is my favorite card that you did. I love that. I also love the faces. Um I don't know what gravitates me towards the faces that you do, but they just seem like they're kind of like retro and like authentic compared to, uh, some of the other faces. So I don't know if that's something you set out to do or anything, but, uh, very cool cards by him on the top 20 project. And then also the 1951 set, which we will talk about a little bit later, but Blake, um, thank you for coming on. Number one. Yeah. And sure. then number two, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself because I just gave a little brief overview. But like, um, you know, how did you get your start in art and uh, how did you get, you know, gravitate towards specifically sports art?
1: Sure. Well, I grew up in a very creative household. My, my mom is creative. Uh, my dad is like an art collector and is also an awesome photographer. So I've always enjoyed making stuff and my parents always encouraged me to keep doing that. Uh, I did not go to art school, despite my parents actually encouraging me to potentially study art or minor in art, but I didn't think it was um, like a legit career, honestly. Like I was kind of brainwashed by like the starving artist kind of um, cliche thing. And Mm -hmm. so I studied economics and continued making art through college and and beyond just, just on occasion, just as like a rare hobby. And after graduating from college, uh, UC Davis in California, I went into market, digital marketing. And it was right around the time when like Facebook ads, for example, is a brand new thing. And so I helped take a lot of a lot of brands um, and clients help them get get them in on the ground floor of like Facebook advertising and some social media marketing. And that treated me well for a long time. I worked in the industry for about eight years. And it allowed me to be creative in some senses because I still did like some, photo uh, sometimes it was product photography or shooting and editing videos, uh, writing blog content. So in that sense, I was getting a little bit of creative stimulation but not enough to really, really make me happy. And so I decided on my 30th birthday to leave that job and pursue art full time and it's been a fun six years now uh we just came up it was my just my 36th birthday so that's like basically every year on my birthday is like anniversary of another year being a full-time artist um and so it's cool you know i have uh had some catch-up to do for the technical like painting side of things uh learned a lot from youtube and and a lot of trial and error and practice and fortunately for me. I already kind of figured out or or had a at least a moderate understanding of marketing and brand building um, using social media and digital. So I've leveraged that. And one of those things is knowing that it's important as an artist to focus on a particular focus, like a niche. And so the sports thing uh, is a really great for a bunch of reasons. Uh, I, I enjoy sports. I haven't, um, man, I, I like grew up playing like t-ball and then I kind of like, Didn't have the attention span for baseball. So I played other sports, soccer, uh, wrestling, lacrosse, lacrosse through college. But, um, you know, I enjoy like watching sports with friends. Uh, I'm not like a diehard really any particular team. You know, I have my home teams that I love, but it's not nothing crazy. But uh, it was just a really smart, I think, like a business uh, decision to get into that niche because I enjoy it. But also the guys are like, hyper competitive with each other. One guy gets one, next guy wants two. Uh there's they have the pass like the extra kind of income for a luxury item like art. And there's also just amazing photographs of them doing really cool things online. And so it's kind of this perfect storm. Yeah, I mean, focusing on sports was a business decision as well as, you know, it's it's fun for me. And I've been focused specifically on sports for about 3 years now. And this is my second year now working with Tops. So it's been a really productive six years in the art business and three years in the sports art business. I feel like I've made a lot of, a lot of progress. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I,
0: I admire uh, the last, I just did an interview a couple hours ago and you know, the guy was talking about how he loves his job because he gets to write about sports for a living Right. and um, you know, the American dream mm-hmm. and you really are also the embodiment of the American dream is that you worked a job that, probably paid pretty well you enjoyed and yet you were like this just doesn't do it for me i'm going to jump two feet off this bridge and into art and see if i can make a go of it because <laughs> you know
1: why not makes yeah, it makes yeah, happy. why not yeah yeah i mean you know yolo kind of it was like you know 30 was like a big year for me and i'm like all right well i, <laughs> I better have fun on my every day like whatever i'm doing every day should should bring me joy yep and and you
0: did and it has i can I can tell if you go on to blakejameson.com, Jameson.com mm-hmm. uh, you can see some art. Did I get the.com? Is it Blake?
1: Uh, so that one will forward, but it's simpler if it's just Blake.art because people don't know how to spell Jameson. Like you said, when we first yeah. chatted, you know, so, so yeah, Blake.art is the website. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you can see some of his, his art there. Uh,
0: two of that stood out to me. There's a sweet Kobe where he's holding his Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then also a Zion that I really liked where he's holding the rim and, and holding the deflated basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I like those two. Um, Really cool pieces of art up on there. Uh, There's art for sale, but also, obviously, uh, former art that you've made and has Mm -hmm. already been sold and people can check out. So I highly suggest you check that out, uh, maybe even while you're listening to this interview, since you don't need to see our faces while you're uh, watching. Right. Um, So that's wild to me that you go from... An artist that didn't go to art school which i feel like is probably one of those things where it's kind of like a sham like you see a lot of cooks that don't go to school to cook they learn on the job and then uh they become very good cooks well you're clearly an artist that didn't have to pay you know tens of thousands of dollars to get a degree to become successful right um and so uh it's wild to me that that's the route you took from being creative but not going to school for it and going to school for economics which is very boring I went to school for economics incredibly boring yeah um and then being like you know what this isn't for me I'm jumping two feet into this
1: and learning on the fly mm-hmm. yeah I mean it it's uh it's been a wild ride I mean I think I don't think that art school is a sham I don't think it's necessary that was I'm probably too, too yeah no no i get I, I get it I mean I think like If I think if art school is a sham, then higher education and college is a sham because the economics, you know, er everything that I did in that program had nothing really had prepared me in no way for digital marketing. Digital marketing was learning as I go, it's just a matter of like, you know, having that piece of paper and the stamp right on the Mm -hmm. diploma. And the same thing goes for the art schools, I think, because there are paths where that can be a barrier where like museums might not want to do show your art unless you have like you've gone to an accredited school and like works with like some good mentors or something you know I, I don't know i think everyone has their own path and i'm really glad that mine took me the way that it did because knowing like the marketing side of things i think is is a valuable tool that they don't teach you in art school or it, i mean they definitely don't focus on it and
0: clearly you did a good job marketing yourself because this brings us to the next point. You got tops, the biggest card company. Well, second biggest, Trinini. used to be the biggest, now it's probably the second biggest, but yeah. that's semantics. Biggest you got Topps. <laughs> one of the biggest card companies in the world to notice sure. your artwork and want to work with you.
1: Um, how did that come about? So, the guy who works at tops, his name is Jeff Heckman, he was basically the head of Project 2020. And uh, there was a handful of staff that I worked closely with throughout the process of the year. Um, but he was like the main guy. And he had seen a portrait that I had done for a pro lacrosse player named Paul Rabel. Paul and his brother Michael uh, started the PLL, which is the premier lacrosse league. And like I mentioned, I played lacrosse through college. So I, I was a big lacrosse fan and specifically a Paul Rabel uh, fan. He's you know, arguably one of the best lacrosse players in the world uh, of his, of his generation. And so uh, I had done just a, I talked to him, I met him on Twitter and just was like, Hey man, I'm a fan. Like you, I know you're starting a new league. You got an office. Let me send you a painting to put up. And so they end up putting up these two paintings I did for them in their office. And they're very forward thinking in the marketing side of things and do a lot of digital content, video content. And so like the Painting was just, it's in, it's still in every, like so many videos that they put out. And so Jeff is also a lacrosse fan and he had seen, uh, videos of them. And I guess in one of the videos, Paul was like saying, oh, this is from Blake Jameson. And, uh, he found me that way and then reached out on my website and just said, Hey, I want to set up a phone call. I have a project I want to talk to you about. And like, I didn't even, it was like through the contact form on my website. And I mean, I didn't even, I, I didn't, I thought it might be like fake. You know, like, I was just like, there's no, it's crazy. And then we jumped on a call and it all came together and it's just, it made for a really fun, um, wild 2020. I mean, 2020 was wild in so many ways, but for me, for my business with the tops thing, it was a really, really big deal and really fun.
0: Um, for those of you listening, I think the thing to take away from that is that sometimes giving something away for free, free. And using it as a marketing tool, you know, even if you're just making t-shirts and giving them away to people to wear around type of thing, uh, there's nothing wrong with getting something out for free that people show and get interest in you because clearly you never know how far it's going to take you. Like it took you from the wall of uh, the PLL office to working for, you know, collaborating with tops. Yeah. Not once, but twice.
1: Yeah. Well, three times because we have project 70 coming out. Uh, later this month or early next month too. So that'll be my third set with them. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, it's it's insane. But I think that like, and that's something that a lot of people gloss over and don't pay attention to is like how much I've worked for free uh, to get where I'm at. And I think like, I kind of have like two modes. It's full price, you know, It's not discounted. Uh, you know, if you start discounting your work, those are the those are the clients that give you problems, anyways. They're gonna complain about nitpick everything. So it's either like completely full price or it's completely free. And and it's like for for a strategic purpose. And so like I have strategic gifting as something that I plan for and budget for and like map out. And fortunately now with the tops thing, like I don't I haven't done a lot of them recently, and I probably should do more, but um, you know that's how I've got my foot in a lot of doors, in with the NFL, in with Duke to do that Zion piece, which I did for him. Um, I did one strategic gift for them, and then they hired me for three more things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I think a lot of artists are scared to give away their work for free, and they shouldn't be. Yeah.
0: and uh, you know, this is this is technically a baseball card podcast, but uh, we stemmed a little bit into business there. Uh, yeah. But I think it is a very valuable. A, you know tool to have and uh, us at Slab Stocks, a lot of the stuff we do is free um, we're coming out with a a data platform that can track card prices and there's other ones out there but we're we're free we fronted the cost and you know whatever uh, the added benefits down the line should make up for the sunk cost in the front and not making any money off of it right and totally. you you had the same the same thing happen with your artwork yeah. um, so talking about 2020 tops project 2020 um is there anything you know i I didn't actually check with you beforehand so there might not be but is there anything
1: that's stuck? (laughs) if that's what the question is nothing is off
0: limits okay uh (laughs) is is there anything that stuck out to you from that process that was like good bad something that you know somebody like me from the outside
1: wouldn't know that you're like actually this kind of sucked? sure uh i think and I think that a lot of people in the hobby know this, but you just can't please everyone. And so, you know, there's sometimes you might sell a card and like, no matter how it shows up, the buyer is going to have an issue with it. Uh, showed up a day late. It's got a scratch on the case. It's not like what, like who knows, who knows what it is. It can always be something. And so I think that, um, that surprised me because I, you know, it was a, Big growth spurt for my business this year. I had had very like intimate relationships with like all of my customers who had bought my art in the past. We were one on one. We're texting. We're emailing. We're calling. Like whatever. It's just like it's a very it's a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, now all of a sudden, like you know, we're doing cards by the hundreds or thousands, and like we have so many customers that like I have other staff, you know, that are helping manage orders. Um, but I still like I as I grew, I still had that like small kind of business mentality of like I'm gonna personally make sure that every single person is happy, and I'll do whatever it takes to do that. Like I totally had that attitude, and uh, you know, wasted a lot of time uh, on people that just no matter what I do, they're like not be happy. they're not gonna be happy, you know. And then it's like, well, why why am I spending my energy on those people? I want I want to spend energy on the customers that are actually the easiest, you know. Those are the those are what make my business happen, you know? So that's where I should spend my energy. So that's one thing that was surprising is like, just can't make everyone happy.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I I have learned the same lesson, <laughs> what we do. Uh, there's just gonna be people that no matter what you do, you could send out everything free and they'd find a way to complain. Yep.
1: Um,
0: but not dinging corner listeners. I love all of you. Uh, now for Project 2020, um, couple questions. Did you A, was there any uh, one card that you in specific, like you loved more than the other 19? Mm-hmm. And then second one is, did you get to like talk to any of the other artists or um, get to collab or anything like that or get to meet them? And like, has it has it been able to grow your uh, network? I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. First favorite card. I'm going to actually pick two. Uh, my overall favorite card was the Mark McGuire. And uh, that was for a few reasons. I grew up idolizing him as a kid. And so when he was, when I saw he was included in the set, I was, I knew going into the set that that would be my favorite card. Um, we were tasked at reimagining his 87 tops rookie card. There mm-hmm. was 85 tops where he was a uh, team USA and he was still in the minors, but he was on the national team. So he had a tops card and that one to me as a kid, you know, those two cards were like, my prized possessions and so when i was approaching my project 2020 card i wanted to kind of create a hybrid of both of those and it's still to this day i really love the card i think it's just i'm very happy with how i was able to blend those two cards and you can kind of really see elements of both um fast forward to the end of the project is my 20th card bob gibson was a close a very close second and if I didn't have this like personal history with Mark McGuire and so that card just meaning so much to me personally, um, then I think Bob Gibson would be my favorite. And and the reason that I think that especially is cool is because of the 20th card and like you can see over the 20 cards, everything kind of evolving, and where Bob Gibson landed, I'm I'm just really happy with that direction for like for my art, and I think it transitions really well into the 1951 cards that are out now and the project 70 cards that are coming out next month. So yeah, those are my favorites in terms of other artists. uh, I actually did. I met a lot of the artists. Um, I became very close with F dot JK five Gregory Siff. Um, I also spoke with Andrew Thiel, uh, Matt Taylor. I did
0: did an interview with Andrew Thiel
1: actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He's an awesome guy. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Very nice guy. Yeah. I love it. And he's too, he's local too. We haven't, I haven't met him in person, but he's in
0: New York as well. He had, when I interviewed him, he had just gotten into his office for the first time since quarantine had ended months and months ago. Right. So he was very excited to get back in.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Tyson Beck, I talked to a lot. Uh, uh, Irmzy, I talked to some and I commissioned to work from Ermzi, uh, which I'm very excited about. um, Ben Baller, I talked to. So I, I talked to about half of them. Um, that's probably another regret is I wish that I had done I wish I had been more diligent in trying to get a hold of all of them. Uh, you know, there's some guys, you know, Mr. Cartoon, that's really famous, you know, and it's
0: a hard guy to get a hold of, you know. So he made, made a I can't point my thumb the right way when it's when I'm looking at it backwards. But yeah. I mean that's basically the Clippers alternative court, you know, like right. once that big. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. a whole different stratosphere. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I did become close with them. I collaborated with a few uh with F. and Gregory Siff so far. JK5 and I have talked about it. Um yeah, so it was really great for like building a network of artists. Yeah. Sweet. I was
0: just I, you know, it's always I'm always curious as the when they ha- when you have something like this, you know, what what else do you get out of it besides just making cards, you know, and so uh, clearly clearly it has been extremely beneficial to you for the tops 2020 project and i know you know i like the cards i think it's a cool like um it it's different
1: mm-hmm. i
0: like things that are different mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of people that are like ah, art whatever but uh, i think it's a, it was a cool concept by tops i think they got some really good artists i didn't know anything about artists and now i know a lot of artists so right. it's like yeah uh, it, it opens my horizons a little bit um, I've got artwork on my wall I never thought in a million years I'd put up and yet I look at it. I'm like that pretty sweet you know type of thing so uh, it's not only for the artist but I think it's been pretty uh, a good experience for the rest of us um, that had no connection to the world of art whatsoever and now even if it is through baseball cards mm-hmm. have, have somewhat of a connection to the uh, art world which is cool Yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on now, the 1951 set is yep. a a set that comes out in waves, uh, four waves. I had heard it was supposed to be every week of January,
1: but wave yeah. four is coming out today. Correct. Yeah, we. Um, I think the original plan was to be every week of January, and it just got pushed a tiny bit um, because. I had just finished all the paintings. So it's 52 cards in total. And I'd p- finished all the paintings in the month of December. And I, I had until the first and I, I really worked hard to hit that deadline. And so the tops office or the MLB office was closed like till uh, January 6th or something like that. And so like they weren't looking at anything to approve them. And so really what that means is tops could have given me till January 6th, I guess. But um Yeah, We got them done. We got them submitted. And then, um, yeah, the first wave launched on the 13th. And so now it being February 3rd, wave four launched today and will be available for seven days. Yeah.
0: And you can find that on tops.com and it will be right there. Main page, $20, 13 cards. Um, And you you probably know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are are going to be uh, the rookies and vets. And then also you have your artist uh, artist proof cards, uh, number to 99, and that's a picture of you. Correct. correct? Yep. Um, and
1: then was there one number to 25 in there? I'm just yeah. guessing. It. So, so in the original 1950 uh, 51 set, they were all like red backs and then they had different color backs that were pr- kind of the parallels. So they had blue back and green and um, kind of this yellow. So they've done this, something similar too. And so... There are numbered to 52, there's numbered to 25, numbered to 10, and numbered to 1. And each of those are foil stamped on the front, and then they have a different color back uh, of the card. And then the artist uh, artist chase cards, which have me on it, is the same picture from the box uh, that the cards come in. And those are numbered to 100, and there's 100 of those printed for each of the four waves. So there'll be 400 total artist chase cards also, with different color backs um, on the store. Yeah. So it's fun because wave one just started arriving to people literally today, mostly people in, like in Florida, which is where they're printing and shipping from. And so people have started to open them up. And I've seen one parallel. Uh, somebody got, I don't remember who it was. Um, man, it might have been Yelich, actually. Ooh. we have Bruin for you because he's, you in, know, it. Yeah. You know uh, we love that. I know it might have been. I'm not sure, but it was. Uh, it's pretty yeah, cool. Got number fifty two. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, that portrait came out really good too. I was, um, that was cool. Hmm.
0: You know. I uh, I didn't I didn't actually realize you did a Yelich portrait. I, I'll have to go find that. Yeah. Um. Oh, Yelich for the cart. Yeah. 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 That's what you're saying. Yeah. I'm an. I, I'm an idiot. So I didn't follow that along. Mm-hmm. Um. So have you? Did you? As a part of Tops, did they like give you some cards? So they like do you, get a, do you get a card of your
1: own that has your face on it because I feel like you have to get one. I, of them. I should. So uh, with Project Twenty Twenty, we did not get any free cards. However, we were given a discount code to buy cards, and so I was buying cards during the print runs like everyone else, um, just at a little bit better price this time around, knowing that now going into my second set, uh, that's one of the things I push back on and say, Hey, I want you to give me a hundred of each card for free. And you know, a hundred of each of these waves. Um, so they said, okay, we'll do that. But then you don't get a discount at all. If you want more than that, you have to pay full price. So then I'm like, ah, oh, fine. So it's funny. Cause like I end up spending about the same amount of money. Cause now, you know, I went and bought another 50 of them, um, but I paid 20 bucks each. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, it's a lot of money to spend on baseball cards, but it's partially because like, I want to open them up and I want to find one of my own cart. Like I want to rip a pack and pull a card of myself. You
0: gotta, you gotta live stream that.
1: I will. Of course. Of yeah. course.
0: Of yeah. course. I mean, I don't need to tell you that you're a marketing major. No. Uh, well, no, you worked in marketing. You're not a marketing major, but you worked in marketing. Yeah. Um. So well, I'm excited, I will be tuning in to make, to see if you actually pull one of those. I hope you really do. Me too. Uh, I can't imagine what kind of surreal feeling that would be, uh, mm-hmm. seeing yourself on a baseball card. As we all grew up watching sports, and it, it's just one of those dreams. And once you get past, uh, you know, the age of eighteen, when you're done with high school sports, and you realize you're not moving any farther, uh, the days of being on a baseball card are usually over. But not for you, uh, and that's sweet, well, especially when it's something you drew. So, did you? That's a weird thing. You drew yourself. Mm-hmm
1: yeah and and to be honest like i'll I'll do self-portraits every so often and so i knew like the night the original 1951 tops has this like kid um basically on the box you know it says like the play baseball game and um so i just saw an opportunity is like well i'm not going to like draw just some random kid and put it on the box like i'm gonna draw myself on the box you know it's building a brand too um yeah it's free marketing exactly and like I didn't know then when I made the box, like I didn't know that it was going to end up being on a card. Uh, that mm. was that was a an additional thing, kind of at the end that they added, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah I mean, what a
0: what a surprise! When they told you that, I got to imagine you lit up ear to ear. Yeah. How could you yeah. not?
1: Yeah, no, it's great.
0: Um. Oh, then last last question because you brought up that you were going to have a third a third set with tops, and that is Project Seventy. Now I imagine that's name. I don't know anything about it. But I imagine it's named Project Seventy because it's the seventieth anniversary of Tops. But outside of that, I know literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So uh, could you give us like a little, maybe me and probably everyone else watching
1: this will about to, are about to learn something here. Um, what is it? So it has some similarities to Project Twenty Twenty in that it is Tops working with a handful of artists, and each artist is creating twenty cards, and that will make this all monster set again. Uh the difference is there are more artists and we don't know all of the artists yet but they are there are some very big names attached to it that I think are going to bring more people into the hobby which is going to be really cool. And Tops is letting the artists choose their own uh players that we're painting subjects oh. and then we get to go one step further and then we choose our own photos of the of each of the players really so that was a treat and has i mean it's i'm working on it currently but it is uh because that's completely different format than project 2020 and it also means that you know we're going to have all these different artists like i grew up loving mark Maguire. i'm painting i'm going to paint him somebody else grew up you know uh you know i take uh, it you're I, not painting sammy sosa no but i mean i like sammy sosa but i'm oh. not uh, he didn't make he didn't make the list i would have thought he uh, was McGuire, man. Yeah, I don't, no, I think, um, I don't know. So I don't know. I think it's fine. So that one is going to be released in a similar fashion, three cards a day instead of two, uh, kind of like at the end of project 2020. And we're going to get to see a ton new cards by new artists. And um, I think it's going to be great. There's so many different ways to collect it. You can collect artists, you can collect teams, you can collect players, you can collect, uh, you know, also we're looking at like 70 years of tops cards. And so we're taking inspiration from, all of the different designs that tops has used over the last 70 years and so you know i'm i'm going to do my first card is doing like a very modern players currently plays and i'm doing him in the style of a 1959 uh card and so that's gonna be really fun to see and that's another way to say okay i'm going to collect all like the 1950s inspired cards and that could be its own set that would look really special uh to to the right person somebody else yep. wants on something totally different so it's kind of uh it's gonna be fun Hmm. Well, sweet.
0: I uh, look forward to seeing what we got. Do you have one last question here? And then I I really will stop asking questions. Um, (laughs) You have all 20 guys picked out that you're going to make? I do. Okay. So I
1: can't, I can't persuade you to make a Ryan Braun card. No, unfortunately we had to have all our submissions in before the project even got announced, which I think it would have been fun if they let the fans choose more be more interactive but i don't know Ah, well i shot my shot i know you gotta get it come yep. on tops yeah
0: Yeesh. well i can't say too much too bad too many bad things about them they gave you three straight jobs so uh
1: i can't complain yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: uh well blake thank you for joining today um i know we talked about a couple of projects you got out right now and coming up but I'd like to give everyone a chance to just uh plug what are they whatever they've got going on yeah. um at the end and we'll put the uh We'll put the link if you got a link into the uh bio and uh go from there. So, you got anything? Yeah, so we'll
1: yeah. So, blake.art is where to find my art and my cards. And uh, Twitter, I'm super active at Blake Jameson on Twitter. Try to respond to everyone. And on YouTube, I put out a ton of video content between uh, I'll live do live painting, painting some of the tops project cards and uh, also edited content. So I'm still working on content from project 2020 that we're still getting released, which is fun to uh, remedy.
0: That's kind of nice though, because then you have a backlog of stuff you can keep putting out in case you're like, I want to get out one video a week.
1: Yeah. I'm aiming for one a day, one a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, to have, I'm, I'm working with a uh, half a dozen editors and I've already banked like 20 videos. So now I'm just, uh, if I can churn out, so we're, we're in a good spot.
0: Perfect. Well, Blake.art dot art, everyone. Um, also a couple of other, and you can see pictures he's painted along with, you know, all of the cards that he's painted. Um, also tops.com. You can still get your last wave uh currently. Um that ends next week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So
0: uh perfect. Um, and uh I am sure we'll see many more things from Tops and Blake Jameson in the future. Thanks, Nate. So, Blake, thank you for joining today, and we'll talk to you again next time.
1: Yep, stay awesome.